everyone. Welcome to It's Time. <laughs> I like, am I going to start every episode just laughing? You're doing I, great. Because I can't. <sighs> well, this is the seventh episode. Seven. Is that your number? That's my lucky number. So this is a lucky episode. Um, <laughs> this episode is going to be all about what we would tell our younger selves um, we are both 25. Um, we both knew each other at 15, 16. So it's, pr- it's pretty fitting to do this. Um, we're going to just talk about um, a lot of things. Uh, what we tell our younger selves, where we thought we'd be in our 20s at 16, life in our 20s, um, go over some common questions that teens may have for adults. Um, we're adult newbies. So <laughs> we're at an in- this, we're new at this. <laughs> we're new at this, yeah. Um, but I do think it's cool. I feel like we are age 25 is kind of like the beginning of your life in a way. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day, like at at like in high school at 16, you kind of think your life's already going, which it is. You're just at a certain stage in your life. But when you think about it, this like tripped me out the other day. I was like, literally, depending on your parents, depending on your situation in your life, but commonly, you know, when you turn 18, that's kind of like, okay, time to fly the nest, right? That's like Mm -hmm. the average age or you go to college or you move out, whatever it is. Um, Basically, like your parents are, are, everything is getting ready to leave. And then that when you start living your life on your own, it's a whole new stage. It's like the beginning of a new life, which is so wild because at 16, at 16, it's like, this is, this is the craziest, most intense part of my life. And you're only 16 years old, you know, but everything feels so crazy at that age. That's so true. I feel like that's kind of what we were talking about last time of, Everything feels so intense mm-hmm. and like it's the end of the world when you're 16, you know, like if this doesn't go this way, that's it. Yeah. Like that, it's the end of my life. Yeah. Because that's how much this thing matters. Yeah. Everything feels so, and your parents are like, you're also going through that. No one understands me kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. You're still figuring it out. And also like, it's so normal to be confused, like to not really know who you are. Um, and if you think you know who you are, you really, you really don't. Um, That's so <laughs> freaking true. Like, I feel like I don't want to speak for you, but myself in high school, I felt like I thought I really knew mm-hmm. who I was. Mm-hmm. Like I felt very confident in that. I didn't feel like the kind of person and not that there's anything wrong with this, mm-hmm. But I didn't feel like the kind of person that was like openly exploring that. Like, what are the kind of friendships I want to have? What are my interests? What do I want to do in life? Like, I felt like I knew those things yeah. about myself and I knew my personality. But what you think you know about yourself at 16 is not what you know about yourself at 25. Let me tell you. Right. <laughs> the things that you go through. I mean, there's so many, like, sections of, I I think, like, from 16 to 25, there's so many different points of, like, really intense change that you go through. Mm -hmm. And each time you're like, okay, I'm I'm learning more. 
I'm understanding more that that's like you're a child at 16 like you really don't think that at 16 I'm not trying to like if you're 16 listening to this I'm not telling you like you're a kid like you don't know anything it's just there's still so much like you're still going through those learning we still are now we always will be that's not gonna end yeah but like that's why I wanted um where we thought we'd be in our 20s at 16 to be like a point because it is really interesting because also it's not our fault that we felt that way because society makes you think that like yes like media things makes you think that like think about how media represents 16 year olds yeah oh my god like we're both watching gossip girl right now and that (laughs) okay that's a little like oh my god a little extreme yeah but but they're reflecting the truth because at 16 i mean 16 what was i doing at 16 i was getting into trouble at 16 (laughs) uh i'm like what did i say not trouble. I would say a healthy amount of teenage trouble. Yeah. Not trouble like I was going to juvie, but like <laughs> <laughs> not that there's anything wrong. I mean. Quick clarification. <laughs> but I would like a good amount of drama at 16. Starting to test the boundaries. Yeah. Like when I said some, earlier about. Some social. <laughs> no one understands you. I was the yeah. like I was like no one knows you know but if only we talked about that I think on our mental health episode about if only we just like all knew that we were going through that maybe we would have felt a little better um yeah <laughs> cuz we all kind of thought I think we all kind of thought we were alone and I I think that is also part of the teenage process is feeling alone in a lot of ways mm-hmm. um and I know it's cliche but it does get better <laughs> Sure does. And then it gets worse. And then it gets better again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't you worry. It'll suck again. (laughs) Don't worry about it. (laughs) I think something else that comes into play is like perception of age. I feel like I talk about this so often. Like when I was 16, I thought I was so old. And then I was thinking about 18 and I was like, 18 is grown. Yeah. Like I am leaving. I am going to college. Like I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. I know I'm still going to be relying on my parents for some things, but I'm an adult. Mm-hmm. And then you become 18 and you're like, hmm, I actually don't know what's going on. And then you're like, oh, okay, when I'm 21, when I'm 21, I'm going to be so grown. I can drink. I can go to bars. I can like, maybe I've graduated college or like, started my career whatever it is and then you hit 21 and you're like "Mm, we still don't really know what's going on and then you're like you know what 25 yeah and here we are at 25 and it's starting to make sense but there's still it feels like there's still so many things of that yes it feels like the beginning and I feel like I have like I'm surrounded by a lot of people through coaching and teaching that are like you know a decent amount older than me 10 15 years 20 years whatever it is and it kind of feels like from what I'm hearing like your 30s is what you think your 20s is going to be yeah you think your 20s is like really coming into your own like figuring out being an adult but it's not (laughs) 
like you're starting to, but you're not really grown yet. Like 30, 30 is when you're, you're starting to feel like everything's making sense. And at 16, 30 literally felt like the end of your life. Like when I'm 30, my life's over. 30 felt like that's it. Like whatever, all, all the fun times have passed. Like, I totally was, I mean, I was so vocal in high school about how I was, I'm like, I'm not making it to 30. Like, I was so sure, like. Actually, I remember that being like, a thing you said. Yeah, it was very much a thing that I was just like, it's okay. I don't ever have to worry about getting old because I'm just going to die young, which. Uh, Red flag. Yeah, like, uh, I don't know. That's a very loaded thing, but that is a big thing of what I would tell my younger self, like your life hasn't even started yet. And it feels like I remember when I was turning 18, it was like at theater rehearsal and one of the older, um, when did we turn 18? So they couldn't have been that much older than me. They couldn't have. Oh, it might've been when I was turning 17 and it was seniors and, and they were like, Oh, like enjoy your last year. Yeah. That's what it was. They're like, enjoy your last year of freedom. Like when you turn 18, everything like ends. And I took that so seriously. I remember being like existential crisis. Oh my God, I'm going to turn 18 and I won't be a teen anymore. And I was just like, Holy fuck. But really it's just the beginning. (laughs) And I really wish I could tell myself to like breathe, slow down, (laughs) like I was always so freaked out by by that like that always like really freaked me out but at the same time I wanted to be an adult like I wanted to be older you know it was like that so funny how that worked it's like yeah you were dying for the freedom of adulthood but at the same time you were like basking in the glory of being a child and having the freedom to just like okay all I worry about is doing my homework and like hanging out with my friends yeah I guess we were privileged enough that that's what we had to worry about at that age I know that's not everyone's experience but it's crazy how like you can want those two things so badly at the same time yeah and that and on that too it's like I'm sure a lot of people like teenagers could relate to the like because of media there are so many things that, that are like, yes, you should experience all this in high school. High school is four years. And you start at 14, 15, and you end at 18. The The difference between that is insane. But also, like... Oh, my God. Yeah, the difference <laughs> between a 14-year-old and an 18-year-old? Wild. On. But you don't have to experience all the teenage things that media portrays, like, in high school. Because they're not teenage things necessarily. They can be, but they don't have to be, you know? Like, I thought if I don't have the most romantic, whirlwind, teenage romance that all these movies are showing me, then I'll never experience it because teenage love is the only, like, pure love. And then once you're older, it's just shit. Because there's, no pro- there's like, no portrayal of, like, older love in media, you know? That's so true. It's, like, all this like young, young Romeo adult and Juliet. Love. yeah. And so I was like freaking out, like, oh my God, I'm never going to have this young and in love experience, but we're still young. Like you don't have to experience that at 16 at all. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. That's, you know what I've never thought about like what your perspective was on that during that time, because Mm -hmm. like I kind of had the annoying stereotypical 
high school, high school. experience. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. I, I had some major <laughs> ups and downs, but like I was on student council. I was on the cheer team. I had a boyfriend most of the time. Like I had a very stereotypical experience. Yeah. In some ways and in other ways not. And that, and like, I feel like that way too, like, and I, and I think that's why there's the anxiety of it because there's like all these things that you want to tick, tick, tack, yeah, yeah, tick tick. off your like list or whatever. And it's like not always realistic to want to do all that. Honestly, it made me think of, so funnily enough, we both watched Do Revenge last night, but every time I watch now is like someone in my twenties and I watch a movie or a show about people in high school, especially like the more dramatic cliche, like ones like do revenge. I'm just always like, wow, this is like not what it's like. And in in a lot of ways it is. And obviously it's the media. So it's, it's exaggerated, but when you're, when you are in high school and you're watching media like that, it's, you feel like you're missing out or you're left out of this experience that you're never going to get back, you know? Mm-hmm. And that, like watching it in your 20s, it's like, okay, all of this shit that is going on, all this crazy stuff isn't just for high schoolers. It actually never ends, including the drama. Mm-hmm. It'll continue in your life, most likely, whether you're in it or not, it'll be around. Um, so... <laughs> It all comes back to media and society, really. It really does. I mean, you can also say our society is just controlled by media. Um, Yeah, vice versa, I guess. Um, But yeah, are there any things you wish you could tell yourself? Your 16-year-old self? Um, I would definitely want to tell myself to get help. (laughs) Like, Sorry to laugh, but I, like, yeah, not, not you, but yeah. like, yes, me too. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think also a very like common part of being a teenager is wanting to show that like you can handle stuff on your own. Yeah. And then also that kind of like dichotomy of like your relationship with your parents and no one understands you and like, but like, I wish I would have gone to get help. I wish I went to therapy. And, I, and that plays into what we talked about in the last episode. Like if I would have known the word depression, like if I would have known that applied yeah. to me, I would have been more open to getting help, but that'd be my number one thing. Um, and I think the other thing I tell myself is just not to take everything so seriously. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. really hard to tell a teenager because like we keep saying, like it, it, feels like everything is the end all be all like could be the end of the world could be the best thing in the world but but your life is literally just starting yeah like you're a baby like you are a baby (laughs) think about a 15 year old think about us at 15 what were we like at 15 what were we like at 16 like we thought we were so old (laughs) no we did and even that's why like I don't even think we thought past, like, 30 being an option of an age. It was like, your life's over. Well, obviously, not that we're going to die. But, like, 
your life is over once you are done with your 20s or even earlier maybe like your idea of like we were talking about mm-hmm. earlier age yeah. so I think that's why there's like all this pressure because we just assume as a teen that once you're an adult everything is over but you can still be young and do like young things you don't have to become this like robot adult that is so serious yeah. you know but we thought that well, we did and i think that's a good segue into like where do we think we would have been like where did 16 year old us think we'd be because i know for me and it comes back into that like perception of age i thought like in an ideal world mm-hmm. i'd be like engaged by 24 oh yeah that's married so interesting. by like 25 26 kids by 28 like some some kind of range in there like i remember that being a conversation with my boyfriend he didn't want kids until we were like 30 and you're like oh my god too old. i was like <laughs> i was like whoa that feels so old to have kids i was like you know at 35 like the odds of like things happening to your baby double and blah 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 and like that was a conversation we'd have kind of frequently i was like no yeah. that's too old but i god i think about it now and i'm sure part of it has to do with the fact that i'm not in a serious relationship <laughs> but like engaged at 24 yeah. can you imagine me engaged to be married to someone last no. year no 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 like that is so young even if you were dating someone i it would feel weird yeah not that, that i wouldn't be so i'd be excited if you were but like i just feel like it's not time yet yeah we'll think about like when people we know get engaged i feel like our immediate thought is like whoa what oh my god it like, feels um, too soon for that yeah it, it does that's so we're just yeah even though 25 feels like it's old when you say it out loud like it just it it's really not like i no. i feel like we're not in that stage of life yet no i my whole perception has changed now like i think i'd in an ideal world, be like engaged, married, closer to 28, 29, 30, somewhere in there. And then like kids, kids by like 35. Yeah. Yeah. Mid 30s. But if you would have asked 16 year old me, I would have said I'd be married by now. Yeah. Or at least like planning a wedding. I'd be teaching, I'd be coaching cheer, I'd be living in Portland. So I was pretty on track. Just <laughs> a lot of it. Marriage timeline. That's cool, though, that you're doing, like, the job that you wanted. Like, that's pretty cool. Like, 10 years ago, you know, you wanted this job and you're doing it. It is pretty cool. I, like, have to remind myself of that a lot. Yeah. Like, if if – 16 year old me saw what I was doing right now. She'd be like, God damn, we're like, a badass. Like at your apartment with your view in Portland. Like that would have been your dream. Like, Oh my God. Yeah. My absolute dream. That's so cool. That's so cool. Well, <laughs> I, ours are so different. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so different. And this like, it sums us up perfectly. Oh man. Cause like, of course that's what I was thinking about. And then you probably Thought Honestly, about like traveling the world yeah. and some like cool job experience and I think if I was to literally go back and be like, hey, 
hey, a 16-year-old me, where do you think I'm at? I'm 25 now. She'd probably be like, well, I'm surprised you're not dead. Um, That's fair. And are you famous? (laughs) Because (laughs) not that I – not famous, like, I always wanted to be this, like, famous actress or something. I think I just, like, assumed that I would get into something, like, randomly. Like, I'd fall into it and end up being famous in some influencer way, which I know how that sounds, but I don't mean it like that. I mean it – I don't know. But – it's also I, funny because when we were that age, mm-hmm. influencers weren't even like it wasn't as much a, of a thing as they are now. Right. I just, just I, I think I always kind of thought that I would end up like being famous in some way, which I'm sure a lot of people feel that way because of the world we live in. Um, mm-hmm. Not that I ever thought I'd be this like actress or something, but but at 16, my dream was to move to Hollywood and get into the film industry. That was my dream. Um, so I guess the famous thing kind of blends into that, but. Look at you, though. I am living in L.A. Um, in my own place. Uh, in your own place in L.A., can we just take a moment? Yeah, like... That's a feat. Yeah. That's a feat. And every once in a while I do, I'm like, okay, even though some things in my life aren't exactly what I want right now, this is, this was a dream that I had, and I'm fulfilling it. And, like, also on that, don't get so caught up in what you want. I don't know if a lot of people are like this, but I've always been like pretty stubborn with myself. Like, oh, well, this many years ago, I told everyone that I'm going to go to Hollywood and make a name of myself. And instead of stopping every once in a while and being like, is this what you actually want? Are you happy doing this? It's okay to change your path. Sometimes I'm like, I have to prove everyone that I'm doing what I said. When I don't really think anyone actually probably cares. They just want, I mean, if they're your true friends and family, they don't really care. They just want you to be happy and like doing what you want. Um, So I need to tell myself every once in a while, like if you want to change your mind, that's okay. You can. Like I thought I was going to live in LA for so long. And like now I'm like, "Eh, don't know if I'm going to live here that much longer. And that's fine. You can change your mind. If you change your mind. But like if you're 18 and you're like, I'm doing this, I'm going to this school, I'm going to get this degree and I'm going to do this in my life forever. You can change your mind. It's fine. Like, mm-hmm. actually, like you were saying earlier about the 30s, I think your 20s are to like try new things, change your mind, change your mind, change your mind. Yeah. Change your mind out. over and over and yeah. over again. And then 30s like, okay, maybe now is when we start to like settle or pick up. Yeah. So not that that has that. to be how it is. Right. But. But that that's an option and, like, perfectly okay. And, um, yeah, I would probably also be, like, hopefully you've, like, been out of the country. Because at 16, I never had. So. Mm-hmm. And I have. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, but. And you're going to yeah. again. Woo! <laughs> lots and lots and lots of times. And that's another thing about the kid thing. Like, I can't even think about kids till probably at least 30 because – I just need I just need more time to be young and really I I want my responsibility to be myself for a while longer. Yes. You know? Yes. That's like if if you know anything about me, it's that I'm obsessed with children and it's like I interact way more comfortably with children than I do adults. Like it's just my personality. Mm-hmm. So, if I found out I was pregnant right now, like I would 
probably. Mm. <laughs> You're like, wait a minute, let me think about I'm not, that. I'm not going to say that. I don't <laughs> want to commit myself to that. But like, I'd be happy to have a baby. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'd be happy to have a baby. I'd be a great mom. It's not that. Like, yeah. I, I want to be my priority right now. It's not that I couldn't be a parent. It's that like, I want my life to be about me during this time. This is why choice matters, people. Sure does. It can be about you get a that lot. Abortion. Yes, queens. Um, yeah, that's so true. And also, also, you are responsible most of the time for how many kids? 20. 24. That's a decent size, right? Or is that normal? Uh, that's small-ish in America, which is kind of fucked. Oh, really? And then I'm also in charge of 29 young adults so which one's harder to corral the adult 29 young adults yeah i kind of figured the amount of especially like i'm the assistant coach at the college i coach at so like normally like the big things don't like super fall on me and like the head coach is a mom she's like got a very maternal Mm -hmm. energy so like when big things are going on people usually go to her uh, but she was on vacation last week and she's sick this week so I've been in charge of You're the mommy. everything I'm the mom <laughs> and holy shit yeah. anytime someone gets within five feet of me I'm like what's wrong are you okay what do you need to talk about are you gonna quit what do you- <laughs> damn who do I need to fight that's so cool like- though that I mean I, that's a lot but I love the idea of like feeling so comfortable with somebody that sounds really desirable to me oh emotions peeking through but (laughs) (laughs) just like that sounds that's really cool to be like the team thing to like uh feel comfortable to go to like your coach or that's really random thought but that's cool yeah it sounds like a lot though it's these kids are going through a lot yeah like my messages right now in the last like since Tuesday, there are one, two, three, four, five, six non cheerleaders in my messages. But this is like, dang, how far they scroll? Like, almost all of those messages Whoa. are from cheerleaders. Damn, your mommy. Wild. Whoa, sorry. <laughs> also. <laughs> If I could go back and find myself, I'd be like, you're gay. Come out of the closet. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it now. Do it now. Because low-key, that's another thing. When I was watching Do Revenge, which I'm so happy that there's lesbians in the media now. Mm-hmm. In a way more than being like this butch uh, token lesbian neighbor that like makes a funny appearance. Um, yeah. No, like we, we are people. We're not your fucking comedic whatever but so I'm like damn when I watch that shit I'm like I wish I could have like had that experience in high school like been out and gay (laughs) but alas and I also think like I don't know how other schools were but our school like how many people were out one no not even none I can't think of a single one. Because the one I'm thinking about actually wasn't out of the closet, but everyone knew. 
but everyone I'm thinking of, everybody knew. Yeah. Well, except for you. But the other people I'm thinking of, like, I feel like everyone knew but them. Like that yeah. was a topic of conversation. But there like, was like nobody like, out. Oh, well, one so day right. they'll they'll figure it out. Think of how different. Like I bet you now that school is full of out proud gays. Oh my god, I'm sure. And it's been just the change eight in years. culture. Yeah, which is see, so it's much great. more normalized it's like, now. Which is that's so cool. I'm so happy that that they're all experiencing that now. But you can't help but feel a little like jealous of not mm-hmm. being that age. But then I'm sure each generation feels that way because, like, I'm in my 20s and out. Which there are people that don't come out until they're elderly because of the yeah. time that they were born in so mm-hmm. hopefully now everyone can just come out of the closet and be gay <laughs> Woo! Be everybody gay. be gay um but but if you think about yeah. it that's actually a probably want to have like yeah yeah as the older generation you want to feel somewhat envious yeah of the generation below you because that means we're making positive change exactly yeah it's like all so it is a win yeah in a positive way Not that it doesn't suck mm-hmm. i want to I don't want to take away from that. Yeah. But. Yeah. But then again, like going back to what I was saying earlier, you don't have to experience all that in high school. Like you have time. So if you're, fuck it. If you're in your thirties, forties listening to this and you're not out, like you still have time too. I'm not trying to say that because I'm not in high school. I lost all that. I just think it's so cool that young people are coming out so young. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really amazing. Um, I think so many more things should be normalized to not experience in high school. Like, do you know how many people don't have their first kiss before they graduate high school or don't lose their virginity before they graduate high school or like, yeah, don't have a sip of alcohol. And I feel like our media, God, how fucked is that? Our media is literally encouraging yeah. those things amongst young kids. And like, I'm not going to judge you if you do that. I did all three of those things, Yeah, <laughs> but I'm certainly not going to judge you, but like, wouldn't it be great if we just let our kids be kids and like, if they wanted to do those things, all right, like more power to you. Let's do them in a safe way. But also if you don't experience that, I don't think there should be any shame in it. No. And not even that. And like what you were saying earlier about how like the generations are like how it's changing and it's progress. I do think that there was some when we were in high school because I remember like my mom would be like, you know, peer pressure, da, da, da. I'm like, I don't really feel peer pressured that much. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like, yeah, in some ways. But I think from, like, when our parents were in high school compared to, like, when we were, the peer pressuring thing changed. It's not like, and now even more with Gen Z, you know? I feel like it's like, we're all just, if you don't drink, chill. Like, if you don't smoke weed, chill. Like, we can yeah. all get along. Like, I feel like that's the vibe now versus, like, mm-hmm older movies that you watch and it's like oh what are you afraid (laughs) are you scared like that shit like I never experienced that I did experiencing wanting to prove myself to my peers but that was more so my internal shit versus like them actually trying to make versus someone trying to force it on you yeah so but that's true like (laughs) oh thinking back to 16 16 was when I lost my virginity Oh, good times. 
Oh, lost my virginity. I feel like that's wow, such a cliche age. Like, yeah, when I was 16. I was thought I, I had my first love. Or was I 15? <laughs> Are you 15? Why does 15 feel so much younger than no. 16? That's wild. Was I before or after you? I think you were a little before me. You were in September. I was in August. Oh, we were close together. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, mine was the first day of fall. Oh, that's funny you remember that. Mine was on my way that's to cheer practice. So, well, not on my way to cheer practice. <laughs> In the car. That would have been a, a really good virginity loss story. <laughs> Before cheer practice. <laughs> I remember that we were like both going through that like stage at the same time, like that fall. Yeah. It was a very, very different, but like. Some oh my god like yeah that. because i remember when we went to the beach for my birthday that was when i told them i was going on birth control oh yeah that was like a big deal like oh my god she's going on birth control oh my god oh my god oh my god um, poor guy we've been dating for a year <laughs> yeah yeah it's like so so not that school. that should fucking matter yeah no that was what i felt comfortable with and yeah. he was very respectful of that as as he should be <laughs> As he should. Um, and then also, I know I keep bringing up do revenge, but it's literally just on my mind. And I told you last night it was going to be my whole personality, so I can't help it. Let but it flow. Let it flow. I was like low key, not triggered. Like, oh my god, I can't believe they did that and didn't put a trigger warning. Triggered in a very low key way of just like I was like very emotional. Yeah. The nude thing. Yeah. I was just like. And then I started getting because I had my nudes leaked in high school and my face wasn't in it. So it and honestly, I'm pretty sure I was in a dissociative disso disso dissociative state. Yeah. Like most of high school. So I when that happened, I don't think I ever actually processed it ever. I don't think to this day I, I have because I think a part of me was like, it's my tits. I'm a very, like, open person, but I do want to say, even if you are extremely open about your sexuality and, like, I definitely, like, one time, like, I've taken off, I've been, like, nude in front of my friends. Like, I've always been like that, and I've always been, I'm not, (laughs) I feel like a part of my vibe, people thought I was a little slutty, and... If you want to be a slut, be a slut. Like, no shame in the game. Yeah. But people take that as nothing affects you. So I think I took on that armor of like, well, I'm just a slut. It's who I am. So something like my tits getting shown to every guy in school doesn't bother me because that's just who I am. You know? You can be extremely, like, open it doesn't mean that shit doesn't hurt you. You know what I mean? Does yeah, that and sense? it also doesn't mean it's an invitation. Yes. Like, yeah. I'm not saying this is true, but, like, let's say everyone that saw that picture, like, you would have been fully comfortable with, like, if you had sh- personally shown them yeah. your tits. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, that's fine. Great, but that doesn't make it okay. Exactly. That you sent that picture to someone in trust and then they sent it all those other people right and that was the thing with the movie I was like I wish I could get revenge not because I want to like do this crazy revenge thing but I wish 
I would have stood up for myself more instead of just being like, okay, it happened. I'm just going to walk through the halls knowing that most people I'm walking by probably have seen my boobs. And also, it was a weird period of time at our school when our, like, it was either the dean or the president, I don't know, but, like, we're collecting phones and looking through phones. And so there was about, like, three of us girls that had our nudes shown, but only one of them had their face in it. So only one got, like, taken to the office or whatever. So I never got, like, I'm pretty sure, like, if any teachers or faculty heard about it, it was, like, a rumor. No one, like, knew for sure that it was me. Did she get in trouble? Yeah, but, like, no. That's so fucked. She didn't get in trouble, like, like expelled or anything but she got pulled into the office and talked to she got reprimanded yeah even though she's free to send that shit to whoever the hell she wants yeah it's crazy who sent out her videos and who sent out my pictures different people i don't remember who sent out hers yeah it was him yeah he sent and it was a video Full, length, full body mirror video, like do revenge, low key. Oh my fucking god! This man is such a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> and then mine was. Do you remember? I don't remember the exact details. But you know who it was. Yeah. Not him. Okay, then no, I don't remember. <laughs> Yes, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had like a thing for a minute. Yeah. Oh my fucking god. Yeah, it's it's like guys think it's cool to show that they got. I mean, this is so classic. Like, so every high school show, like you know, it's obviously a thing, which makes it worse that it's so normalized mm-hmm. to be a thing. Normalized. Like the whole locker room but, but, talk. Like, what girl many... do you know that's like, look at this dick pic I just got? Yeah. Like, look how many, look how many guys I got to send, (laughs) send me dick pics. Like, guys are like, look how many tits I got. It's like fucking caveman vibes. Literally. Tangent, but if, um, a guy is pressuring you to send him pictures, if you want to do it, all power to you. If you don't want to do it, don't do it. Um, but also like if a guy is pressuring you in any way even if you want to do it i'd i'd think a little bit about that first Mm -hmm. like even if you're like i would love to send you my tits if he's pressuring you i probably wouldn't do it if a guy pressures you to do literally anything that's a red flag yeah like you have plans with your friends and he wants to hang out with you instead come on just hang out with me like fucking red flag true doesn't have to be you meet a guy on an app and you want to like talk for a little while before you meet in person he's like oh come on let's go to dinner tomorrow night i swear i'm not crazy you know like red flag i swear i'm not crazy (laughs) no that's so true like it doesn't have to be a sexual thing if no it could be the anyway yeah smallest little thing like anyone that pressures you to do anything is not someone that you need in your life Agreed. agreed another thing we could have told ourselves yeah, no. Like, this all is, like, full circle. Um, I think we should end with... So, I looked up, like, 
I literally Googled um, questions teens have for adults. <laughs> and like a BuzzFeed article came up and it was like, we asked all these teens what they wanted to ask like the adults. And I was like, okay, this is fitting. Um, because like, what are today's teens asking? You know? Um, I feel like we weren't teens that long ago, but we were. It's been a while. It was a, it was <laughs> a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe we can have some answers. Some of these are funny. And so this is good. We'll end the show on a light note. Um, uh, also, if, if that last conversation, like, has anyone flustered or feeling uncomfortable, like, you can uh, message either of us and we'll talk about whatever. Um, yeah. We are always here if you, like, have – if that triggered you in any way or you're going through something like that and you want to talk to somebody, uh, we have Instagrams. You can DM us. Um, but some questions I found, uh, the first one is what is it like being sick without your parents to take care of you? <laughs> oh, that was so funny. That is funny. Kind of sucks, Loki. I will say like, I'm, it feels fine and normal now. Mm -hmm. Although sometimes I'm like, God, it'd be nice if someone could just like make me some fucking dinner. I have to That's get up what and it feed is. myself even though I'm sick. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so if you have a significant other, that's really helpful. True. It's really, or like if you live with, uh, if you have a roommate, like. Yeah, a really good roommate. A really that good can friend. Take care of you. But if you're like a little sick. I remember really the sick. first time I was like super sick in college. <laughs> like. That shit sucked. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. And you have to like make sure that you have all the things and go to the store and get the Dayquil and the NyQuil and the, you know, all Mucinex, whatever it is yeah. you need. Like, it sucks, but you can do it. Yeah. Ask them for a list of <laughs> drugs you need, you know. Mommy, help. Help. <laughs> yeah, it's really not that bad. I just think it's so funny because when you are – I mean, that leads into another question, too. It's like, um, how is it having to schedule your own appointments? Oh, that shit sucks it and it'll sucks. never stop sucking. And, like, you don't fully realize how much – obviously, this is uh, – it depends. It's – maybe this doesn't relate to you. It depends on your experience with parents and how you grew up. But um, I'm sure, like, a lot of people – like, once you get older, it's like, oh, there are so many things. Like, you have no idea how many things there are. Like, down to, okay, I have to call to make an appointment for the dentist or whatever. Like, that shit sucks, one. Mm -hmm. Two, that's insurance. And you got to have insurance. And then if you don't have a job with insurance, we're you have in to America, get your own insurance. Exactly. Like yeah. Unless you're listening to this from Europe and you're like, hi, I don't have to worry about that insurance shit good for you um but uh yeah it sucks like it'll be okay but the first time you have to call except nowadays you might not even have to call you could probably do it online yeah so maybe i also feel like what the appointment is for like it kind of depends like yeah. i have to call to make a dental appointment but i can make a doctor's appointment through the app yeah unless i need a pap smear in which case i have to call and it, you no one wants to schedule a pap smear anyway oh, and now that. you're making it more complicated i need to do that how annoying thank you for reminding me i know i need to do that too i also had a doctor's appointment scheduled for like 
a week ago and it got canceled. Damn. So you think I'm going to pick up my phone and schedule another one? That was so much work. Also, that's another thing for a woman that like pap smear shit sucks. So just saying. Get ready for that. Sorry. So far the message is it sucks, (laughs) but you'll be okay. Yeah, right? (laughs) I think this one's funny, especially for you, Kaylee. Um, is having roommates like in friends or how I met your mother? <laughs> uh, it depends on your roommate. Agreed. I highly suggest you don't room with a friend. I think we both like have had experiences with that, whether it's like in college or yeah, that's true. Adult or whatever. I would agree. Like, I think people starting their roommate experience moving out with with people the idea of moving in with friends sounds like the best but a lot of times a friendship that you have with someone is not meant to live with somebody like that can actually completely ruin a friendship and Mm -hmm. like I've had situations where horrible roommate situation hated it moved out have a great friendship again like I just, but it, it's not like friends. I'm sorry. It's just not. Yeah. That's not. That's how pretty, it is. I think one in a million. Yeah. And also. And if you, oh, sorry, go. No, I was just going to say like, I used to think that living on my own be like so scary. Like I thought, okay, I'd live with roommates. And then if I find someone like as a partner, like I would live with them. I never want to live alone. Mm-hmm. Now that I've lived alone. It's so amazing. It's the best. Oh my best. God. Yes. You need to live alone. Living at alone some point is in your life. Amazing. It's incredible. Yeah. And get a cat. And you learn so much about yourself. Yeah. Have some kind of living creature. Yeah. I don't think like, I could do I, alone. I don't think alone. I could have lived by myself without mm-hmm. my cat. Like, it's nice to just have like some kind of companion. Yeah. I agree. But oh my God. You learn so much about yourself, about how you like to run your own household. Like, I just, like, I can't say enough good things about living on your own. And if you do choose to live with a friend, I think it's really important that, like, before you sign a lease or move in or anything, like, you set your expectations really clearly. Like, okay, this is how I like to function. And sometimes that's hard to know when you haven't lived by yourself. But, like, I'm the kind of person that likes no dishes in the sink. Or I'm the kind of person that, like, gets in funks and, like, has a hard time cleaning up after myself for a week. But then as soon as I feel better, like I'll do all my shit, you know, like be really upfront about those things. Yeah, that's true. And like, how do you want to handle chores? How do you want to handle like who's buying what? Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to have those conversations beforehand. Agreed. And I know we're running out. We're out of time. Um, Going. Uh, and I can end on this if you got to go. Okay. Um, Kaylee's going to leave. Bye, Kaylee. Unless you want to stay for the last one. Huh? Unless you want to stay for the last one. But I just assumed you have to go. Yeah, I got to go. Okay. Have fun. Um, so I just wanted to end on this one question that I saw. Um, I know I said I was going to end on a positive note. I think I, we still will. But... Um, I saw this question. Do you ever grow out of the, in quotes, what am I doing with my life feeling? And as much as I want to say yes, I don't think that ever will change. 
And I realized that I'm in my 20s, so it's not like I'm and then like this I've lived so many adult years and I have this wisdom now and this is how life is going to be but I still often have the what am I doing with my life slash is this what I'm supposed to be doing with my life feeling but here's the thing I actually think that that's a good thing because I, at 25, actually don't really want to have everything figured out. Um, I, I, and if you do, that's great. Like, it totally depends on the person. Um, if that is so important to you to have that all figured out at a younger age, that's okay. But also don't get so caught up on that, that it feels like you have to do that to be happy because you don't, um, there are, there's time, there's still things to do, there's still things to discover, and I think that's what's so amazing. I am one of those people that is a big believer in never stop learning. I love learning new things, and I, I, I honestly, like we were saying earlier in the show, like at 18, like uh, we thought we knew who we were we thought we knew what we wanted. And I think I think that's normal and I think it's good to feel passionate at a younger age about things. But it's good to constantly be questioning yourself. It's it's a good thing. And cuz the more you question yourself, the more you ask what am I doing? Am I actually happy? Am I actually doing what I want? I think that's so important. And because I think a lot of a lot of us get caught up in our day-to-day routine. We get caught up in this American lifestyle of of whether it's school or work, get up, do those things, repeat, 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 repeat. We get lost in it. And so if we're every once in a while stopping slowing down, breathing, thinking, am I actually happy? Yeah, I get that. That sounds scary. I I really do. Because if you do stop and you let yourself question and you let yourself ask if you are happy, there's a chance that you're going to say no. And that's terrifying. I get that. There's a chance that you're going to realize that this isn't what you wanted, that maybe at 18, I I thought that this was the dream for me. And a few, five years later, you realize, I think I was wrong. That is okay. And that is good. Because you go through those experiences to learn more about yourself. If you didn't do that, that thing for those past five years to realize that that's not what you wanted, you would have never known. You would have never known that that's not what you wanted. You would have never known that this new thing is what you want now. And I think we should always be questioning, stopping. Am I doing this for someone else? Am I doing this because society told me to? Am I doing this because my parents want me to? Am I doing this because I'm trying to prove something to somebody? Just stop. Am I doing this because I want to? 
Am I doing this because it makes me happy? Am I doing this because I'm passionate about it? Find the things that you're passionate about. Find the things that make you happy and make a life out of those things. Enjoy the simple things in life. I thought at 16 that a simple life was boring. I thought at 16 that settling down was boring. I thought I had to live this crazy life. I thought that I had to become this socialite famous person and I, I, I don't. I didn't. Um, those things might make you happy, but I've realized in my 20s that I'm the happiest when I'm living a really slow, mindful life. Um, ending my day with a cup of tea, reading my book, playing music, um, watching my favorite show, getting on, putting on my favorite sweatshirt, like find the joy in the small things. And I promise you will feel fulfilled. I searching for fulfillment is such a big part of our existence and in our society and in this country. And I think a big reason why I've adjusted that thought process is travel, experiencing other cultures and realizing that there is other ways of life and there is other ways of living. And once was my dream of living in Hollywood and working in the industry. And, and when I say famous, I don't mean like a famous actor, famous singer. I kind of mean more becoming this big director that everyone at my film school knows because I had to prove myself to those people that I can make a name of myself in this world. But in actuality, the only person and the only thing I need to prove is to myself. I just need to prove to myself that I'm passionate and I'm happy and everything will be okay. And I realized that was a long tangent and kind of serious and weird, but that's something that that whole thing that I just went off on is something that I would have told myself at 16. Um, I don't regret anything because it made me who I am today. I just think that those things would have helped with my mental um, knowing that I can be happy um, overall, knowing that I'm going to be happy someday. I mean, that's something that at, at 16 I didn't think would ever happen. I never thought I'd be genuinely happy. And I'm not saying my life's perfect. I just still have many, many problems and issues, but also coming to terms with that and understanding that it's okay to have shit go down. Like you can be happy and like do work this job that you love and still have issues. You could still have those problems. It's, it's okay. There's a balance. Um, but yeah, that was the episode on what we would tell our younger selves, what we thought we would be in our 20s at 16, life in our 20s, all those things. Um, and I hope that whether you're a teen listening to this, whether you're older listening to this, whether you're our age in your 20s listening to this, that this resonates with you and 
and again, I just want to say if you ever need anyone to talk to, I will talk to you. I would love to talk to you. It's not some pity invitation. I genuinely would love to talk to any of you. And I think that there's power in that. I think that isolating ourselves is something that a lot of us do. Um, a lot of us going through things and with mental illness, we, we tend to isolate. Uh, and I really, really wish at 16, I, I heard someone older saying that they went through the things that I went through and made it out the other end and understand life a little better and a little differently um, to shed a new perspective. So yeah, we're, we're always open to talk, Kaylee and I. Um, and thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining. Um, yeah, I feel a little emotional after that talking about high school and our younger selves. Um, I think that a big part of your twenties is working to heal your inner child and not that that journey ever ends. I think that it might just be the beginning of it. And I'm sure that it goes on for a while, but in the process of healing your inner child, you you start to feel for your younger self a little a little more deeply. And I do think that's, yes, heartbreaking, but also beautiful to learn to love yourself in, in your 20s. You start to really care for yourself more. Um, and with that, you you care for your younger self, your ch- your child within your teenage self. Um, so show yourself some love. Give yourself a hug. Do some self care. Um, do something that makes you really really happy today. Read your favorite book. Watch your favorite show. And just just love yourself because at the end of the day, that's what we got. And it's really, really so important, and it feels really amazing when you accept who you are and just love yourself unconditionally. Um, okay, I'm going to end there. <laughs> I know I go off on tangents. I know I like to talk, so I just need to cut myself off. Otherwise, I'm just going to continue. So um, thank you for listening to It's Time. Uh, new episodes out every Wednesday. Thank you for joining the fam. Kaylee and I love you all. We are excited to continue to grow this family. Bye. Bye. Oh,